Will they ever grow up? Am I dealing with a child or an adult? Sometimes I really am not sure. I've talked before about the lack of emotional growth in covert narcissists. You know, they grow physically, yes. They grow mentally, socially, psychologically, and even in other ways, but not emotionally. Their emotional growth stopped at some point in their childhood for various reasons, typically some sort of trauma, including emotional neglect. So they can certainly seem like a child when it comes to their emotions. But they're trapped. They're trapped in an adult's body, and they're trying to function in an adult's world. They certainly look like an adult. At times, they may even act like an adult. They have adult responsibilities, but they are stuck in their emotional development. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Today, I want to explore the emotional childishness of covert narcissists. Narcissistic behavior is self-protective and self-defensive. The patterns of behavior are formed to ward off, you know, feelings of being unloved, uh, feelings of shame, feelings of worthlessness, or I'm not good enough. And, and then these patterns of behavior form around that kind of to keep those feelings at bay. Their own experiences in childhood of emotional abuse or emotional neglect in some way cause these patterns to develop in them. And these behaviors, they're detrimental. They're detrimental not only to those around them, but actually to themselves as well. Because you see, these very patterns get in the way of their own personal growth. These defensive behaviors, you know, they're, they're adopted to protect themselves from negative feedback from others but it doesn't work quite that way. It's not just a protection mode then against others. It also ends up protecting themselves from their own internal dialogue, their own thoughts, and their own feelings. This is part of what just makes it so hard to talk to them and really put a finger on what is in the way. Now, it's not unusual to see narcissistic behaviors in children. And we've talked about this before, and we're going to talk through a little bit more of this today. Um, These behaviors can be there in some of these kids and in kids, and it's okay, but they certainly don't belong in grown adults. So let's look at some of these. One is blaming. Young children, they often are looking for someone to blame. You know, they, they want to get themselves off the hook, and they're looking for someone or something to blame. When they've been caught doing something that they shouldn't, they might be quick to say, well, she did it first and pointing her finger, you know, pointing the finger at a friend or a sibling or a classmate. Or maybe you're correcting a child for hitting another child with a pencil or something. And the one that you're correcting aggressively states, but he looked at me mean. They're looking for a reason. They're looking for something to blame because children learn at a very young age that it feels better to have somewhere else to put the blame. Okay, now, and I won't deny that that's true. When you really find out that something's not your fault, it is a kind of a, whew, a sigh of relief that that wasn't my fault. They need someone else to carry the burden for them or at least to carry it with them. Well, as children grow emotionally in a healthy environment and they become adults, they learn that it's okay to not be perfect. You know, they, they learn that it's okay to make mistakes. They learn that it's okay to be corrected. And so they no longer need someone or something to pass all that blame onto. And instead of blaming now, they look to fix the problem. They just don't need a scapegoat anymore. 
but covert narcissists do because they never outgrow this. They still need somewhere for that blame to go in order to take the pressure off of them. They carry this over from childhood and they might have, you know, one particular scapegoat in the, in the family, like a particular child or maybe you or I don't know, someone else, but typically it's a child or a spouse, or they might kind of share that role amongst a few people spreading their blame, you know, around everybody gets an equal, you know, serving this self-protective trait from childhood doesn't look the same as it did in childhood because it does mature. And by the time they reach adulthood, they've actually refined this skill quite well. And this is where it becomes covert. This is where it becomes passive aggressive. It just becomes so subtle and they get so good at it that it's really easy to believe them. And it's easy to find yourself actually taking their side or even defending them. I'll give you an example from my own past. One evening I was in the kitchen and I noticed water that was on the floor near the refrigerator. And my husband had been in the kitchen just a little bit in front of me. And so I asked him, Hey, did you spill some water on the floor? Now, mind you, I was just asking, there was no, you know, accusation here. I wasn't telling him, you know, how dare you do that? I really didn't care how the water had gotten there. I just wanted to know where it had come from, or really I wanted to know that the refrigerator wasn't leaking because we'd had that in our past. And so I just asked, Hey, did you spill some water on the floor? And aggressively he responded, I didn't do that. It must've been the dogs, the dogs. Really? And exactly how did they put all this water on the floor? I mean, it's water, not pee. Okay. Uh, he simply had spilt some water. You know, finally we did get down to it. Well, maybe that was the water that I spilled when I was, you know, filling my cup from the refrigerator, whatever. Why could he not just say that? I didn't need, you know, any, I didn't need that blame to get passed around. Nobody was mad. Nobody was upset, but he had to have someone to blame. A healthy adult would say, oh, I don't know. I didn't notice if I did, but, but maybe here I'll clean it up. And it's a no big deal. It's a nothing. It goes away. They don't look for someone to blame, but rather they work to fix the problem. They realize, healthy adults realize that they have nothing to defend. No one's out to get them. This goes hand in hand with the second one I want to talk about today, which is lying. Hand in hand with this, because young children often lie to get out of trouble or to stay out of trouble. They might say, well, I didn't do it, or it wasn't me, or he started it, which works both as blaming and lying, whichever, you know, happens to be true. Um, they might even go so far as to say, well, they said I could when, when you catch them doing something they shouldn't be doing. Well, they said I could do it. Okay. These straight up lies that are happening. Grownups should not be using this childish tactic to get out of trouble. You know, when they don't show up to pick up the kids and you talked about it that morning and they were going to pick up the kids and then they don't show up and they say, well, I didn't know you had a meeting today. Well, yeah, they did. You talked about it that morning, but they will use that as a way the lying to pass the blame. They kind of go hand in hand. And maybe when you're frustrated that they're laying in bed, you know, playing games on their phone for over an hour, instead of helping you around the house, you know, instead of maybe helping to clean up the kitchen or something, and you're voicing a little bit of this frustration and they say, well, I just don't have time. I'm just so busy right now. Well, they got an hour to play video games. I think they've got some time to help you clean up the kitchen. So again, it's just another way of, of lying and passing off all of the responsibility. Well, it's fairly normal behavior for children, but this is not normal for adults. 
It's normal for kids to try to lie their way out of something. Okay. Yes. This is a normal tactic that kids used and use, and hopefully they get corrected, you know, by healthy adults who stop the behavior so they don't carry it into adulthood. But this is not okay for a grown up adult. Grown ups deal with reality. They face the truth rather than lying their way out of it. And when they spend that time playing video games on their phone and you call them out on it and they go, yeah, okay, you're right. I, I shouldn't have spent so much time here. I'm sorry. And they come and help next time, whatever. And it's not that big of a deal. How about name calling? You ever heard kids yell names at each other? You're mean. Well, you're ugly. Well, you're stupid. Well, you're fat. It can go back and forth forever. Every adult around knows that this is not going to get anywhere. They're not going to solve any problems yelling names at each other. Okay, but healthy adults, we don't resort to name calling, but narcissists do. When you're trying to have an adult conversation with them, trying to explain your feelings, maybe even trying to explain to them how they hurt you, they might turn to name calling. Well, you're bossy, or you're lazy, or you're a blankety blank that I'm not going to say here. Or they say, you're a narcissist. You know, it's really funny to me how the victims of covert narcissism They're the ones tap dancing around their partner's feelings. Maybe they're trying to explain how their partner's behavior, you know, had hurt them and and is narcissistic without actually saying that. We actually are trying to describe the behavior to say, hey, this finally makes sense as to why your words hurt me so much. But we're so hesitant to actually call them a narcissist or to call them, you know, any words that would be equated to this because we're still the ones trying to take care of their feelings trying to talk ever so gently and find the right words that won't be too painful, still caring about their feelings. Well, they're the ones name-calling. They're the ones yelling, you're the narcissist. The one name-calling is often the one who is not self-reflecting. Adults, healthy adults, do not use these tactics. They do not use these accusations on people's personal traits. They do not disrespect each other in this way. How about impulsiveness? Who children can definitely be impulsive. When they get hurt or mad, they can speak or act recklessly. Okay, throwing things, hitting, punching, all of this without any pause button. Nothing that allows them to stop and think about the potential consequences of their actions or words. This is true impulsiveness and it's normal in children. I'm not saying it's okay. We need to help them. We need to help them to learn to have that pause button. We need to correct them. But it's okay in children. You would expect that. Adults? No. Adults should have that pause button. They can calm themselves, regulate their emotions, and make non-impulsive choices. But when they're the ones without the pause button and they're the ones then yelling or pushing or shoving or throwing things or threatening and getting in your face, all of this? No. These are childlike behaviors that they never let go of as they grew into adulthood. This is what I mean when I say their emotional development got stuck. How about the need to be the center of attention? Have you ever tried to have dinner with adults and actually have adult conversation with a two-year-old sitting at the table? Well, if you have, how did it go? You know, how was the conversation successful? You know, when, when they're there at the dinner table with you, were you able to maintain that adult conversation? Probably not. This young child needs to be the center of attention. This is a childlike need, a childish need. 
Everyone is responding to them. Everyone is focused on them. And when you aren't, they will demand to be the center of your attention. Hey, look at this. Watch what I can do. This is very normal behavior for a two-year-old, not for a 40-year-old. So what about your covert narcissistic partner? Ever try to have an adult conversation with someone else while your partner is there? How'd that go? If the conversation has nothing to do with them, they will make sure that they are sabotaging your conversation. They will put themselves right square dab in the middle of it. While you're talking with your friend, maybe even about something that the covert narcissist knows nothing about, that does not matter. They will speak up. They will chime in and take over the conversation. Oh, I know what you mean. I had that happen, and off they go. All about some piece of their life that may or may not actually have anything to do with what you were talking about. Again, more signs of emotional childishness. The covert narcissists, they carry these traits, and, and we should not you know, normalize these. these. These traits are things like emotional escalation. Young children often act out or cry, scream, and get mad, but grown-ups, grown-ups don't escalate that way. Maybe bullying. This is incredibly common in our schools. Most children have dealt with some form of bullying in school, either being one or being a victim of one. And again, it's not unusual for kids to, to have some of these traits or for some of these traits to show up in them at some point or other in their childhood. But by the time they reach adulthood, they reach a point of being able to self-reflect, to grow, to become more disciplined, to have a pause button. One of the main things that all of this boils down to is their intense inability to self-reflect. Covert narcissistic people just cannot genuinely self-reflect. They can't put their defenses down long enough to do so. So self-reflecting, that's checking in with yourself about how you're doing, how you're feeling, how you're coming across to other people, asking yourself how others are responding to you, taking a look at whether what you're doing is successful or not. This takes work, it takes effort, and it takes the ability to be vulnerable. So when you feel like you are dealing with a child, in some ways you are. But I'm going to tell you right now, it is not your job to teach a full-grown adult how to play nicely with others. Not only is it not your job, it's actually not possible. I mean, think about it. Your partner is an adult. Do you suppose by now, in their life, there have been others who have tried to teach them, you know, to grow up? That maybe there have been others who have tried to tell them, hey, man, your words kind of hurt there. Or those actions, you know, you might need to correct that. People that love them, people in their world, their family, their friends who cared about them might try to, you know, express to them that their words and actions, you know, maybe weren't appropriate. By the time that they are an adult and have, you know, gotten married and have children, how many people do you suppose have tried to help them along the way? At some point in here, it is very clear that they don't want to change. Why would they? Growing up is tough. Look at all the work and effort it's taking on your part. But it is so worth it. It's where the value of life lies. It's where the genuineness of relationships, you know, truly happens. You are stronger than you know. And it shows because you're right here listening to this and you're doing the self-reflection. You're making yourself vulnerable. That's what they're missing. You have so many wonderful days ahead of you. 
I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.